Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconado Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. It is 5-24-2021 Monday. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. And I'm going to talk about a bunch of different things today, but I want to just say, first of all, thank you, Jesus, for another day that you've gotten us through. Thank you, Lord, for the strength that you've given us. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for wisdom and discernment of your Holy Spirit. Lord, let us be faithful to your mission and let us do the things that we're called to do as Christians in this very late hour. As we see all the different things happening around our world, Lord, we want to be effective and we want to be doing what is your will for this nation, for our families, and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I I did a broadcast earlier today and I actually didn't end up posting it because I really only want to post messages that are from God, in other words, anointed. And I know that sounds kind of crazy to some. They'll probably make a soundbite of it and put it up on Right Wing Watch or whatever. But what I mean is I don't want to just talk to talk, ladies and gentlemen. I My heart is is full with so much. I, I get so many messages and so many things that we're seeing right now in our country. And I, my biggest desire is is to serve the Lord in this hour and do the things that he wants us to do as the kingdom of God, as the people of God, as the body of Christ. And, uh, you know, I, I there's days when I report on the news, and then there's days when I just feel like the Lord is putting something on my heart. And uh, I'll tell you, so up in, up in Wisconsin, you know, every state that we go to, I notice that there's a little bit of a different atmosphere. What I mean is in, in Tennessee, where I live, you know, it's 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 somewhat free. I have to be honest. I mean, we go to the stores and there's not a lot of people wearing masks anymore, at least where I live. Um, you know, it's pretty much almost back to normal at this point, which is pretty amazing because uh, we didn't know, you know, if we would see that or not. Uh, but, you know, for the most cases, I mean, for the most part, churches are meeting, people are back to meeting, restaurants are open, stores are open. And, you know, you have, of course, the 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 different COVID factors that you see. Like there are, like I said, people that do wear masks still. There's still the signs up in a lot of places, but a lot, a lot of it is returned back to normal in some aspects. And so I know that, you know, when I go to other states, it's like sometimes I'm in another state and it's like back to like how it was in California or back to, you know, I'm, it's like a total COVID world. So I realize that, you know, listeners are all over the world to this broadcast. And I sometimes speak from a Tennessee, United States perspective. Uh, but, you know, I know it's very different uh, if you're in Canada, if you're in Australia, if you're in the UK, you know, different places around the world, Germany. And we have listeners in all these places, Italy. So, so I get it, and I want to be make sure that I that I let you know that I totally understand what you're going through. I pastored in California for you know 17 plus years. I uh, you know lived under a, a one party system out there that was very uh, close to mimicking a lot of communist tactics, and now that has been adopted nationally here federally after the very scary election that took place, where we know there's just so much evidence and. Um, you know, every day as a Christian, we wake up now and we're kind of like, it's almost like surreal to us, you know? And so, so anyway, I don't want to speak just from the Tennessee perspective, because like I said, we're, we're enjoying a lot of freedom in this state. And I know Texas and Florida and a couple other states in the United States feel that way uh, when compared to other places. But, but as a whole and as a body of Christ, you know, we're still under a tremendous amount of concern and persecution in our world. I mean, churches that have been forced to be closed you know, and all these pastors that had to pay these fines or, you know, be faced with fines and, you know, all different types of persecution that we've seen nationally. And that's happening in Canada. I know there's been at least three pastors that have been arrested in the, in, the, in Canada, you know, just for having ch- church service. 
Um, and, and we're seeing a major, major encroachment on religious liberty violations. And, um, you know, that's what I spend a good portion of my day, you know, talking about with leaders and pastors and people that I'm connected with and, uh, you know, is, is these very matters. So, you know, when I wake up sometimes, you know, I think, okay, we're going to do the show today. We'll go through the news. But, you know, I, I have to put myself in your shoes too and, and kind of what we're all feeling as a body of Christ. I know there's extreme concern and there's also a lot of different voices and a lot of different people are saying a lot of different things. Some people are, are basically kind of going back to what they consider to be normal. They're just, it's like business as usual. That is what we cannot do, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot as a church ever go back to business as usual again. We are in one of the most critical precipice moments in our country, and I, I can't stress that enough. You know, not only do we have to be involved at every level, local level, you know, community level, uh, you know, school boards. I mean, we got to be active in these meetings, pushing back, standing for the principles of the Word of God, standing for our Constitution. Uh, but, but not just that, though. I mean, you know, I, I just know, you know, when I travel and I talk to people, and I kind of get a good sense of what people are talking about and thinking and stuff like that. And, and there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear in the body of Christ. There's a tremendous amount of fear. In fact, I would say it's, it's pervasive where Christians, people that consider themselves Christians, are, are absolutely engulfed with fear. And it makes me think of the scripture, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And so we have to understand that the fear, the fear campaign that the deep state and the globalists and the puppet masters are running against the people is an absolute assignment of hell. Let's call a spade a spade. It's an assignment of the enemy. And they use that fear to intimidate us. And they use that fear to try to scare us into submission. And this is what they did, by the way, with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. It was a fear campaign. Look, if you don't do this, you're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. If you don't do this, you're going to die. And those three men were willing to stand anyway. And then what happened? There was a fourth uh, person in the, in, the, in the furnace. It was Jesus the Christ who uh, sustained their life. And uh, it just was a game changer. But they were willing to stand. And we need to look to that biblical story, that account in the word of God, a true story, and, and understand that that's what God is really calling of us, church, is, is to be the church, the head and not the tail, and to operate boldly like the Apostle Paul who was kicked out of regions, who was thrown in jail. This is our time. This is our moment. We have been created for a time as this. We've been prepared for this. Everything we've been through has trained us and prepared us. If you're listening to this broadcast, that means you're a remnant warrior. What does a remnant warrior mean? It means we're willing to stand and we're not going to grow weary in doing good. And this is a very challenging thing. You know, when, I mean, there's certain things that are just challenging in the word of God and, and not growing weary is one of them because it, we have a propensity as human beings to get exhausted. And trust me, when you're going through a spiritual warfare battle, you know, that's, that's what happens. You get tired and definitely rest and take the Sabbath and make sure that you rest and you're filled with the word of God. Feed your soul. What do you mean, Pastor Todd? Well, listen to people preaching and teaching the word of God. You know, be equipped. Don't forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Be encouraged. Have people pray for you. Have people, you know, encourage you and lift you up. And you do the same for the others in the body. And so that's why it's so important that we congregate, that we come together. 
It could be in a house setting. It could be in a church setting. But we need to come together and assemble and pray for one another and be part of a body and be connected and have fivefold ministry gifting pouring into us because this is a very challenging time, but we can't grow weary in doing good. And so when these things, the, the, the enemy wants us to feel like it's getting tighter and tighter than, you know, around us. Like the, the enemy is just closing in and we're, we're trapped or we have no power. That could not be farther from the truth. We are absolutely, the reason why this country is still standing, the reason why we're still experiencing some level of freedom and the reason why the enemy has been held at bay to some extent from pushing through their most egregious and anti-God policies that they're trying to initiate, including a one-world global government, is exactly because of a praying church, a remnant, a righteous remnant that is praying and pushing back against the darkness and standing for righteousness and willing to be a vessel like Apostle uh, Paul or, or like Isaiah, who said, send me, I'll go. That's literally who we are, saints. We're, we're saying, send me, I'll go. And what does that mean? Sometimes it means there's a target on your back. I sure know that one. Sometimes it means where you're going you're gonna to be literally targeted. And, and what, at what level? Sometimes it could be a high level. I mean, where, where you feel like you're brought before the courts of man. I mean, it's unbelievable some of the things that I'm seeing and hearing about. And I think it's going to intensify. Now, do I have hope for our country? Yes, I do have hope because of this exact same reason is that there's a righteous remnant who's praying. And I believe God responds to the prayers of the righteous. And I believe some of the things that we're seeing play out, even in the course of the news cycle, may not be reported on the mainstream corporate media, but it's still happening, like the audits in Arizona and Georgia and Wisconsin and New Hampshire and some of these other states that are opening up that they're looking into uh, doing uh, similar to what they're doing in Arizona right now or New Hampshire. So, you know, but a lot of people have lost hope and they're saying, well, nothing's going to ever happen. And why do we even bother? You can't have that attitude. I know we've been let down. On, on numerous occasions, you know, many people were really thinking President Trump was going to win. And, you know, technically he did win. And the prophets really honestly were right. I mean, he won. We know he won. But the issue is, is that we're, we are where we are right now and we can't lose focus and we can't lose hope because we have to continue to press ahead. And we are at the mercy of the Lord. We, we have to press ahead and lay down our troubles at the at the foot of the cross. Now, somebody's going to write me a letter and say, did you just say the prophets were right? I already, I already know it. You know, look, I'm not saying every prophetic word that was given was right, because I honestly didn't hear every prophetic word. But I'm saying the friends of mine that I know that I do believe operate in a true prophetic anointing that said certain things, I don't think necessarily they missed the mark. And I know that's kind of controversial. Now, some people did. But I think that we need to continue to watch how this plays out and continue to trust the Lord, and I believe that God does respond to the prayers of the righteous, but we can't lose hope, and we can't we can't give up prematurely, and people will say, well, the hour is so late already. I mean, you know, it seems like we're going into the end times now. I mean, the hour is so late, they're pushing through a digital currency. You know, we can already see how the mark of the beast is going to be rolled out, at least to some extent. You know, we're going through this thing with the vaccines, and now they're talking about vaccine passports. A lot of it is surreal. Yes, I mean, we've been talking about some of this stuff for a very long time, but a lot of this is very surreal, and I know that it puts an element of pressure on you to where you feel anxiety, because I'm getting a lot of that. People feel lonely. They feel, uh, you know, anxiety. Um, they're, they're fe you're feeling a lot of different things, and I understand those feelings very well. I get that, that you feel that way. Trust me, I'm human. I'm no better than you. I, I go through the same types of emotions and feelings, but I have to die to my flesh daily. And this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to learn 
how to die to our flesh. There's a lot of core elements of Christianity that being in the United States for many years, we haven't had to necessarily deal with so much, like persecution, for instance. We've had a pretty easy ride up until now, and now we have to fight. And I don't don't necessarily mean being violent and fighting, but it may get to that at some point. But what I'm talking about now is just being willing to stand for righteousness, not back down, not cave into the pressure, not grow weary in doing good, not give up on praying. Don't feel like your prayers are not heard. They are heard. They are heard. How many times in my life did I think the Lord was going to do something and it didn't happen until a while later? Some, some cases, years. I don't want to say that in this particular case. I hope that's not the case. But sometimes, you know, it's on God's timing. It's not on our timing. It's on his timing. And so when we look at these daily headlines, we're like astonished. And, you know, if you're a person of God, a person of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, who has the Holy Spirit inside of them, you know, you're concerned and, and rightfully so, rightfully so. But we, what I think God is wanting to do in this time, first of all, he didn't make a, state, a mistake in having us alive in this time, number one, Okay. It's not a mistake that we're here. So we got to just, you know, put that right. You know, maybe I shouldn't have been, I wish I lived in a different time or, you know, I can't, tan, I can't handle what's going on in the world. Yes, you can. You can handle it. You know why? Because God wouldn't have made you alive in this time if he thought you couldn't handle it. He knows you can handle it. Okay. So there's a reason why you're here and we have to tap, you know, what the Holy Spirit wants for our life. Like what is it? How can I operate in the optimal calling? Not just you know, I don't want to just, you know, simply be present. I want to be active. I don't want to just be like barely making it, you know, like, oh, yeah, another day, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you don't really accomplish much and your, you're, you're, you know, depression is kind of seeping in. And there's a lot of Christians that try to deny that they feel depression because they know that, you know, you're not supposed to as a Christian. But let, let me be honest with you. I counsel a lot of people. There's a lot of people dealing with depression. And I think it's a spirit. And, and what it is, is it, it's just, you know, when you're overwhelmed, when you feel anxiety, when you feel the pressures of life, depression is very, it's very easy for that spirit to come in and attack you as a Christian because people are watching us as a Christian. And if they see us depressed, that the enemy has a win there. Okay. And so we have to learn how to fill ourselves up. I call it feeding your soul where every single day you spend time with the Lord and, you know, maybe it's you listen to a message or you spend time in worship, or you get into the Word. But this should be an everyday thing. It, it, here's where we got it wrong. We thought this was like a weekly thing, maybe. Like, I go to church on Sunday. The pastor gives a great message. You know, we're doing the remnant church list, so everybody's like looking at the pastor to make sure they're remnant. You know, yes, I have a remnant church. Pastor Todd, will you add it to the remnant church list? Of course I will. You know, and, and we, we were working on that list, and that's great. And those things are all great. And so, you know, I found a great pastor. I found a great church. Awesome. Praise God. That's that's definitely important because you have to be part of a fellowship. I think it's really important to be, you know, planted somewhere. Some people are writing me saying, you know what, honestly, we've been meeting in a house with about 20 or 30 people. Great. As long as there's leadership that's doctrinally sound and, you know, you guys are doing uh, service in accordance to what the Word of God says. Great. You know, I'm not opposed to that. I mean, that's happened in China for a long time. My friend Francis Chan's been doing that for a while. Great. That's awesome. I'm not against house churches as long as they're sound leadership, or at least it's doctrinally sound in what you're doing, and it's not getting into weird stuff, you know, where they're they're mixing like new age or you know other things. But that's fine. But wherever you assemble, that's fine with me. I mean, I think it's fine with God. But you know, we have to invite His presence. We have to make sure that we're, you know, we're we're in the presence of the Lord, and and we're fulfilling the Great Commission, and we're getting people saved and set free and healed and delivered. All good things. So you know, you found the fellowship. Well, that's one check off the list. 
But what about the weekday? You know, when you're when you're going deeper, you got to feed your soul because there's so much distraction and there's so much anxiety and there's so much um, people that are trying to divert us from what God would have us to do. And so we need to stay on course and stay uh, aware of, of what God would have. That's why I say every day, inquire of the Lord. Lord, what do you have for me today? I'm here to show up, Lord. I'm like Isaiah. Send me, I'll go. Set divine appointments in front of my path today. Please give me favor with those that I speak to. Uh, let me let me operate in accordance to your will and your purposes. Uh, let me put on the full armor of God today. Let me operate in the fruit of the Spirit. These are all important things as people are watching us like never before, saints. They're watching us like never before. And, and for us to give up to on our country, we can't give up on a country because the country is the land. We're so, uh, you know, a, it's such a blessing to be Americans. You know, people from all around the world are trying to come to the United States of America because of the freedom that we've enjoyed here our whole life and the opportunities and the, and the prosperity and the different things that God has, has richly blessed this land. But we veered off course. And so now we're in a very interesting position because God has allowed you to be a Christian who is a representative of salt and light, don't lose your saltiness, as, as, as a representative of him in this extremely critical, crucial, and important time in history. And we're at this precipice now. And so what the enemy wants you to do is feel overwhelmed and feel defeated and feel like the walls are closing in around you and feel like there's no hope. And oh my gosh, I can't pray for this country anymore. Oh my gosh, I can't pray for what's been done in darkness to come to light anymore. I've been praying for, let me look at my watch, six months. Six months I've been praying, seven months. I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. No, we have to change that mindset. Pray until something happens and then pray some more. Thank God for what he's doing and what he's about to do. Believe in faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, we can move the mountain. And we have a mountain. We have several mountains, many mountains. And they're trying to take over our kids' minds. And they're trying to teach blasphemous teachings in our schools. I mean, did you ever think that there'd be a moment in time where you just don't even trust sending your kid to school because they're going to probably be set up with Marxist, communist, anti-God agenda and propaganda? So now we got to think about as Christians, like, do I even send my kid to school or do I homeschool? How is that logistically going to happen with my job and my work? So there's there's challenges that we probably never thought we'd face. And if we do send our kids to school, how do we deprogram them from what they've learned during the day? We're, we're literally trusting teachers and we're sending them to school thinking they're going to be educated and they come back with all kinds of communist and anti-God ideas. And this is, this is the time we're in. Now, we were told that this time would happen in the Bible. We were told... And now we're seeing vaccine passports, and now we're seeing, you know, it, it's very reminiscent of show me your papers, very concerning. A couple of states are adopting, like Oregon and New York and a few others, and this this could be more widespread in the next couple of months as they continue to roll this out as we see more and more of their agenda, because it is an agenda and it's a plan, and we know that they were trying to implement this new financial system. They called it the Great Reset with Klaus Schwab, and, and it's been outed now by a lot of truth seekers and truth tellers. And so now they're trying to kind of regroup, and I still think they're pushing pushing ahead with their plan. I mean, why wouldn't they be? Of course they are. They're still pushing, and we and you know we know that there might be another big uh, event. I call them events, but you know another big false flag or something big to push to the next phase of this agenda. We're we're hearing weird talk about aliens now. That could be something they're floating. They might be floating that to see how do people respond. Is this something that they respond to? Could we use? you know, maybe a simulated alien attack or, 
you know, some type of um, narrative along with aliens to get people to believe, well, you know, that's where people came from. They actually came from some alien being, you know, just like they push government instead of God, they'll push aliens instead of God. Anything that they can do to try to discredit the Bible. And they've been doing this since the beginning of time, by the way, just like in the garden. Well, did he surely say that you can't eat from the, the tree? You know, did he really say that? You know, well, that's what they're still doing. You know, is God really real or, you know, could have aliens maybe? They always want it. It's like a reasonable doubt in court. You know, they just they just need to bring just enough to put just that seed of doubt so then, then you can say, well, maybe, you know, the Bible and the morals that it teaches, maybe that's antiquated like they say. Maybe that's outdated. Maybe I do need to accept marriage between a man and a man. Maybe I do need to accept transgenderism. Maybe I do need to be, you know, getting this vaccine and put my trust and faith in that instead of God. And see, you see how they do that? They incrementally, just slowly, slowly, slowly roll out more and more of these ideas, slowly, slowly, slowly. And then this is what happens. It is, 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 it's sometimes becomes accepted even by people of faith, which it can't be because this is where we have to study ourselves to be approved before man, meaning we need to know what's in the word of God. And honestly, I'm just going to be real with you. I don't think that you can get that much from just Sunday. If you just have a Sunday message, that's the only time you're spending time in the word. And then the rest of the week, you're not in time with the word. You know, you're not, you're not spending time in the word. I don't think you're going to be able to get to the level of depth that you need to get to to survive and then thrive in this time. But there is a way that you can thrive in this time, and that's if you understand who you are in Christ and your identity in Christ, and you understand what you're capable of. And I think this is what God is trying to get us to understand and to know as the body of Christ is, is you know, instead of listening to people, and I know there's a lot of people saying a lot of things out there, but you have to be careful who you're listening to. And I know there's even some people in this movement, or at least they appear to be, and they're very charismatic and they, they say a lot of really, you know, uh, things that, that you would relate to. But the problem is, is, is that they're opportunists. Well, the problem is, is that they're not speaking from the heart of God or they're not, they're not being empowered by the Holy Spirit. So they're saying things that sound good and they're even in the movement. And so unfortunately, people are, are clinging on to that. So we have to make sure that we ask the Lord, is this you, Lord? Should I be spending my time? You know, because this is a very important time how we spend our time, who we're listening to, and feeding our soul. We have to feed our soul with the truth, and then we understand our identity in Christ. And this is where I think the church has missed the mark, because as, we, as we've gone through COVID-19, and we've gone through you know the, the riots in the cities, and we've gone through this attempted communist Marxist revolution in the United States, and we're seeing our elections you know, definitely infiltrated by foreign adversaries as well as people here at home. And we're seeing all this, un, you know, just unjust, unrighteous, um, very egregious things that we're witnessing as the body of Christ. We, this is our time to take authority. This is what I really feel is the underlining message. As, as God has, has continued to show me things and I've continued to walk through this very, very, it's like a minefield. We're walking through this very, very um, different season than any other season that we ever walked through. But how do we, how do we, get on track here with what God is trying to do. I think he's given us this time period right now, and it's kind of like a test. You know, the teacher is always quiet during the test. He, he's given us everything that we need, all the tools and everything that we need, but it's kind of like, okay, church, are you going to step up? Are you going to get on your faces? Are you going to repent? Are you going to be the head, not the tail? Are you going to not grow weary in doing good? Are you going to believe that with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move this mountain? Do you believe that you can take back the territory of the United States? Do you believe that America will be a Nineveh instead of a Sodom and Gomorrah? Do you believe in prayer? Do we believe it or do we not? This is a defining moment, ladies and gentlemen, for us. Do we believe we are Christians, followers of Christ? That's what a Christian is, a follower of Christ. 
What did Christ do in the ministry here? Did he cast out demons? Yes. Did he heal the sick? Yes. Did he speak the truth? Yes. Did he do it boldly? Yes. Did he face consequences here on earth? Yes. And he he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, fully God and fully man. When he was here on earth, he was fully man, but now he's fully God. He was always fully God, even when he was here on earth. He was fully man, fully God here on earth when he had his ministry here on earth, but he's God. He's always been God. In the beginning was the word. The word of God was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. Jesus is the word. He is truth. He is life. He is God. People say, well, who are you? Who are you, Jesus? You're God. That's who you are. You're God. So if he's God and he created all things, heaven and earth, and he made everything in his image, in his likeness, he made us. And we're able to do, according to Acts chapter 2, we just went through Pentecost Sunday, we're able to change things in prayer and by the power of the Holy Spirit, then can we or can we not take back America? The answer is we can, but we can't grow weary. The answer is we can, but when the attacks come of the enemy, we can't give in or give up or allow that pressure to take us over. We have to know who we are. And, we, and I really believe we could have stopped. We could have stopped it, ladies and gentlemen, COVID-19. We could have stopped the assignment of hell with our election. We could have stopped these things. But God has given us this period of time to get this right. It's like a, a last chance, if you will. He, he showed us everything. He said, look, there's evil people that have taken over your nation. You, the church has, has you know, decided to be seeker-friendly and not preach the full gospel uh, unfortunately, pastors are not willing to stand. Many, many pastors have caved. The churches were willing to close and shut down. Uh, you know, there's many of them still aren't even open even today. I mean, just stuff that we never thought we'd see. But God is saying, okay, here's your chance. I know there's a remnant. I know that you have ears to hear. I know that you're out there. Do you believe that your prayers work? Do you believe that if you stand in the gap for this nation, if you do a Second Chronicles 7.14, if you truly allow this nation to turn from its wickedness and who's going to lead that charge? It's the church. We've got to talk about repentance, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary. And we have to believe that God can get people up out of wheelchairs, ladies and gentlemen, that can heal the blind, heal the sick. We can cancel the assignment of hell of COVID because that's what it is. It's an assignment of the adversary against our nation and our world. They tried to, there's a theft that's taken place in the middle of the night. It literally happened in the middle of the night. There was a theft in our election and the enemy thinks that he's won, but there's a, there's a big butt there and a big comma. And that big button, that big comma is that there's a praying church with authority. Are you hearing me? There's a praying church with authority and that's you and that's me. And so we need to look at the enemy and say, no, I bind in the name of Jesus and by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit of the living God, we bind this assignment of hell on our nation and all those who seek to silence us and censor us in Jesus name. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the church were to rise up in our authority of who we are and our identity in Jesus Christ and to take authority over the strongholds and the principalities that we're battling right now? I had somebody the other day that was contending for their marriage. We were on a phone call. And, uh, you know, they were about to give up. I'll tell you, they were about to give up. And I said, are you a remnant warrior? They said, well, yes. I said, what does a remnant warrior do? And we established that a remnant warrior is willing to fight, is willing to stand. I said, then will you contend for your marriage? Because I think that's what God has put you in this position before. Now, of course, there's times in the Bible where it says you can walk away from marriage. Not all divorce is bad or wrong. Uh, But this particular case didn't have those incidents yet. Hopefully never. 
And so we decided that it was, according to the word of God, to stand for this marriage and contend, at least for a season, and see what God does. And this is what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen. We have to contend for our country. We have to believe what the Bible says. We have to believe who we are as Christians. Otherwise, what's the point? Why do I even call myself pastor if I don't believe it? Why do I even call myself pastor if I don't believe in prayer, if I don't believe in the word of God? Because that's everything of who I am. It literally is my identity. I'm just passing through on this planet. I'm just passing through here. This is a big, this whole thing is a test so that I can stand before the Lord one day and he could say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's my mission and that's your mission. And so, you know, it's not about, well, Pastor Todd, I don't know how much more I can pray. What do you mean? You've got to keep praying. Pastor Todd, I don't know how much more I can believe. I'm not selling you lies. I'm not selling you false news. I'm saying let's contend for this nation. That's what we're saying is, is stand. Stand. I'm sorry that there's been leaders in the body of Christ. And again, I'm not better than anybody, but, you know, we just have to look at what, what's happened here. There's been leaders in the body of Christ that have not taught the saints of God to know who you are in Christ and what you're capable of. And this is an aha moment where we say, you know, look, look we're going to look at this whole thing and say, Either we believe what we, we say or we don't. Either we believe what the word of God says or we don't. Because if we're going to stand on the word of God, then we know what we're able to do in the name of Jesus. We're able to take back this country. We can't give up. We can't surrender. It's not about, you know, going down and getting into some physical altercation. I'm talking about getting on your face before the king of kings and the Lord of lords who sits on the throne and petitioning him. Lord, will you move? Lord, will you move? Now, I know many of you have done this, but we need to travail. We need to contend. We need to believe for a true miracle work of God, not because of Biden or Trump. or No, I'm talking about for righteousness sake. I'm talking about for the, for the evil that's trying to take over our children. That evil that's trying to take over the curriculum, the evil that's trying to Shut down the churches, the evil that's trying to arrest the pastors, the evil that's trying to silence people that are standing for truth, the evil that's trying to put a transgender person sitting before your children and, and telling them it's okay when he when he shakes, you know, his body parts around. I mean, it's ridiculous, but this is what we got to talk about. And the vaccine passports and the vaccine and the people that are putting their faith and trust in government instead of God, putting their faith and trust instead of a vaccine. Now, listen, I didn't even get into the fact that, the, you know, people are saying that, they didn't take the vaccine. They've been around somebody that did, and they're having all types of reactions from the spike protein. Look it up. Dr. Tempany's talking about this quite a bit. There's others out there that are truth tellers, Christians, that are shedding light on these things. There's very real things that are happening right now that you probably will never hear on the mainstream news. So you might as well turn off the prophets of Baal, because that's what they are. But thank God he's allowed. See, this is his grace and his mercy is that he's allowed certain people to be able to speak the truth so that we can all hear it and we can say, yes, this is true. Yes, this bears witness in my spirit. Yes, I'm not supposed to operate in fear. Yes, God's perfect love casts out fear. Yes, I'm not supposed to grow weary in doing good. Yes, I'm supposed to put on the full armor of God and die to my flesh daily and get in his word and feed my soul and that this is what's going to change the atmosphere so that when 
we, we literally see the church rising up in this nation and doing what we're called to do biblically and according to the word of God, that there's a shift that takes place. And I believe that shift will ultimately be the answer to prayer, what we're praying, because God's ways are not our ways. We can only see so far ahead, but God knows what's going to happen. And when the church arises like we've never done in this generation, listen, there's been some powerful anointed preachers and some movements out there and different things that God's done, but none of us have been alive when we've seen like an Azusa-type revival movement that sweeps the nation and the world. This is this generation's time, Lord Lord Jesus, let it be so. This is this generation's time that we are stepping into the flowing streams of living water. Listen, there's church services that I know pastors that are remnant pastors that literally people have driven by and they say, there's a fire, that building is on fire. What it is, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, I've seen demons cast out of people. You can't tell me that demons aren't real. I know they're real. I've seen them far too many times. It's crazy. I could be in New York. I could be in Chicago. I could be in Los Angeles. I could be in Florida. And the people know, they don't know each other. And all of a sudden, a demonized person comes up for prayer. And it's the same characteristics of other demonized people. How in the world would that be true if that wasn't true? That there really were people that are occupied by demons. And that we have the authority in the name of Jesus to cast out the demons. That's why you're dealing with the warfare is because you know. You say, well, my wife thinks I'm crazy. My spouse thinks I'm crazy. My husband thinks I'm crazy. Well, if they haven't had the encounter or the message from the Lord and you're sitting here getting this download from the Holy Spirit, well, yeah, they're going to think you're crazy. But you got to pray for them. God has awakened you for a reason so that you can awaken others and you can contend. Consider yourself blessed that God has chosen you, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. The ecclesia, for whatever reason, he's decided to choose us and wake us up. Are we sinless? No, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Are we repentant? We better be. We don't know when God's going to come back. He could come back tomorrow. He could come back tonight. We need to be ready. Get your house in order. Be looking up. Always live in view of eternity, but in the meantime, be doing the work of the Lord. Don't grow weary in doing good. We can't grow weary. We have to understand who we are and what we're able to do. And then you're going to tell me that we can't pray for this Arizona audit that somehow a supernatural favor goes upon this and that it it becomes a, uh, a catastrophic, you know, catastrophic event that's like a domino effect where truth is exposed. So people say, well, Pastor Todd, what if Arizona fails? You know what? Then it fails. And then we pray for the next thing. We don't give up. That's the whole thing. We continue to press ahead. You know, listen, if they throw me in jail, if they put handcuffs on me, does that mean I lose my faith in Jesus? No. I continue to stand. See, this is the mindset we have to be in. Now, hopefully that doesn't happen. And I believe God is with us even until the end of the age. He doesn't give us more than we can handle. He will never leave us nor forsake us. But do I think we're not going to go through challenges? No, we're going to go through challenges, saints. And there's going to be people say, well, what pastor told you to pray, pray it through. How's that working out for you? I always hear these, these people, the atheists and you know people that want to point fingers, even in the Christian community. How's that working out for you, Pastor Todd? Well, you know what? I have faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I'm going to continue to stand. Listen, there's been times when I prayed for somebody to be revived. Yeah, you think that's crazy? It's true. They were dead, and we prayed for them to be, uh, you know, risen from the dead. Not like, you know, Jesus, but you know what I mean? Like, that they wouldn't die. And they died. And people say, well, you know, what happened? Well, God took them home. You know, we'll understand it better by and by. I don't know. I prayed. I did my part. I prayed that the Lord would restore their life. That wasn't his plan. I'm praying that the Lord will restore Donald Trump into office. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. 
But I'm praying for, you know, righteousness in this nation and that what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. And we're seeing things in the natural that are manifesting, I think, because of the prayers of the righteous. But we don't know how it's going to turn out. But we don't lose hope. Just because we lose one battle doesn't mean we lose the war. We just keep getting up and keep going forward. And we feed our soul. What do you mean by feed? Well, there's certain things I'm going to call them Toddisms. They're little statements or things that I say. One of them is feed your soul. What I mean by that, just so the listeners know, you guys are awesome, is, is yes, spend time in the Word. Spend time filling yourself up, whether it's a good preacher or you know something that you can do every day to get on fire because you have to fight to stay on fire. Stay on fire. Press ahead. Don't ever let that, that light grow dim. If, if you've been through a really bad weekend or... You know, somebody just left you in a marriage or, you know, you just went through a catastrophic event with your son or your daughter or, you know, something really egregious just happened or you lost a loved one or there's so many different things that kind of cause us to spiral sometime. We'll get back up and press ahead. We'll understand it better by and by. Sometimes we don't understand the ways of God are not our ways. His ways are not our ways. One day we will stand before the throne and we can ask the Lord, why did this happen? We'll understand it better by and by. But right now, our mission, our job, our goal is to stand strong in the Holy Spirit. That's why I did a complete podcast today and I just literally erased it because I knew that God had a different message today. It was in my spirit. The Lord was saying, there's something I want to say to the saints. And so I said, okay, Lord, well, fill me then because I can't do it without you, but fill me and let me give your message today because I need to be in alignment with your Holy Spirit. I don't want to just say the news to say the news or talk just to talk. We do this so that people can be saved, set free, healed, delivered on fire for Jesus and taking back this territory in the name of Jesus Christ for this nation. We need to take it back. We should be praying for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We should be standing for life. We should be standing for marriage. We should be standing for all things God. It's not political. It's who we are. I hope I don't sound like I'm yelling at you. I love you. Trying to just, you know, speak what the Lord's put on my heart today. That's all. I went up to, uh, to Wisconsin, and I saw a lot of people in fear. I saw a lot of people in need of prayer. I saw a lot of people that felt really desperate, really wounded, really tired. We can't grow weary, saints. We can't grow weary. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He will restore you. He will strengthen you. Read Acts chapter 2. We have the ability to have the Holy Spirit live within our hearts. Give us encouragement, wisdom, discernment to operate through this minefield. And we are victorious people. We are victorious. We're overcomers. We will survive. We will thrive even in this time. Maybe not in, the, in, in what the world's terms of thriving is, but in spiritual terms. You have the joy unspeakable and full of the Holy Spirit. You have the peace that passes understanding. You're able to move in the gifts of God, see people healed. How cool is that? How cool is that, right? To see somebody healed. It's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah, I mean, of course we want to see our nation restored, but let's take back the territory. Sometimes it's one person at a time. What mission has God given you today? What mission has he given you? Spend time in his presence. Fill yourself, feed your soul. I'll tell you all about my week, my weekend this week. We're going to have a great week. I have Will Johnson coming on the show. He's a friend. He's a Christian. We'll have Will come on, talk about some cool stuff. Uh, I got a couple other people that I think are potentially going to come on the program. I'm not sure yet. We're, we're really praying about each and every person that comes on because I don't want to put 
people that are opportunists on the show. And we want to we want to be led by the Holy Spirit every single day. We've been, uh, you know, have a target on our back. Uh, if you're able to help us support the ministry, it's a huge blessing to us. It's really the only way we're able to do what we do is by the grace of the Lord and by your provision and his provision. And so really, really appreciate it. You can go to toddcoconato.com slash give. We will be back tomorrow. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Remnant Warriors. We'll talk soon.